millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Because the letters are just so well written and are so all-encompassing of my grandparents' lives, I feel like I can't separate the Cyril that I knew from the letters that I now know because I feel like I probably know Cyril a lot better now um, because they've given me a, a much bigger understanding of what he was like as a man so I've definitely got to know him a lot more and Olga I, I only know through the letters and through the stories of my dad and uh, aunt and uncle but I s- still feel incredibly close to her and that's down to the, these letters which I wouldn't have had the opportunity to know them that well if we hadn't found them These are the words of real people written between 1940 and 1946. The views expressed may differ from the ideals of today, and there are on occasion descriptions of war that some may find distressing. Letter 38, 28th of April 1945. Good morning, precious. Thanks for your remarks regarding V-Day feeling at home. From some of the newspapers, we get an impression that there is impatience at the delay in announcing this date. Well, I could quite easily cure their impatience if I had them in the leading tank on this advance when every house and hedge and haystack can conceal an ambushing enemy, ruthless and fanatical. It's a good job our new tanks are more or less proof against bazookas. Hoping for leave, all being well, I should reach home somewhere about 6th of June. Of course, I could leave it later and arrange to be home for our anniversary, but I think you'll agree with me that our actual meeting is more important than sentimental memories, however precious these may be. Besides, from 1946 onwards, we're going to have quite a string of anniversary dates. I resolved quite a long while ago that it was going to be most exceptional if I was parted from you ever again on the 22nd of June. April 29th, 1945. At the moment, I'm sat in the Burgermaster's house in this German village. We've cleared the family out and taken over the premises. It was amazing the amount of stuff they removed when given notice to clear. The whole village turned out to carry the furniture, clothes, foodstuffs, etc. The house was more like a museum than a dwelling place, except that the goods were modern. I don't know how long we'll stay here, but these comfy quarters and static position has coincided nicely with the break in the weather. These tanks of ours are good and proof against many things, but unfortunately not watertight and when it rains one may as well stand under a waterfall. The whole turret top seems to drain through the hatches. Apparently our division were the first British unit to reach the Elbe and we were the leading regiment that day. 
A squadron were in the lead and mine was the leading tank, so I guess I can say I helped to make a little history last Friday afternoon. Oh my love, Cyril. Letter 54, Monday the 7th of May, 1945. Hello, sweetheart. It's lunchtime and I'm sat out on the lawn at Norfolk Road. I started days in the office today. At least I was on the lawn. Then Mr B came out and said that telephone talks had been announced between London, New York and Moscow, arranging the time for announcing VE Day. Since then we've just been waiting for the news. Naturally there's an air of excitement everywhere. We feel empty but we don't want to eat. At 3pm they announced Germany's unconditional surrender. After all these years it all seems hard to believe. I wish I knew just what you were doing, darling. Wish I could talk to you for just five minutes. I had previously arranged to go to Mildon Road tonight, but if this is V-night, I'm afraid I shall not be there all evening, for everyone here is wanting to celebrate, and I'm afraid I just couldn't sit in and miss all that's going on elsewhere. It's lovely about your leave, sweetheart. You're right, your coming home is more important than the actual date, for this year anyway. So roll on four weeks on Wednesday, whoopee! Congratulations, ducks, on your job of last Friday week. It's funny, I've had a feeling that you were at the front of this push. I went to the flicks on Thursday, chiefly to see the pictures taken at Belson and Buchenwald. They were gruesome, and it must have been terrible to have seen the things first-hand as you did. Olga, kisses. Letter 39, undated. May 1945. Hello, darling. It looks as though it's happened at last, after all these years of fighting. We got the news last night that the Germans in this area had agreed to surrender. Everybody went mad, cheering, shouting, firing our guns into the air. As it happened, we'd had a good drop of wine, etc. in the squadron, and by ten o'clock there were only about half a dozen of us still sober. I turned in and had my first night's sleep since we crossed the Elbe last week. Today life goes on as usual except that there's no more push-on business. No more leading tank. No more sudden death. Four of the chaps in my troop were killed only two days ago when we bumped against the two Tiger tanks defending the road to Lubeck. I don't think there's any chance now of our doing any more fighting so all that remains is having to put up with army life until I get discharged. I still can't get used to the feeling of no longer living on the edge of eternity. All my love. Cyril. Tuesday, May the 8th, VE Day. It was a dull and heavy morning and only stopped raining about five minutes to three when Churchill was due to speak. It has remained fine since. I expect to join a celebration party sometime this evening. Town looked great today. All the town buildings were gaily dressed with flags, but the most colourful scenes were in the little streets off the Hillsborough tram route. There, bunting and flags hang from side to side of the streets for their whole length. Their people have arranged to have parties in yards and streets. There was an amazing number of men in khaki about. I'm sure their passes would not all stand an official test. There are signs of many pending bonfires tonight, complete with effigies of Hitler. Already many fireworks have been set off. Relics, I suppose, of pre-war. 
Mr B last Friday offered me a job about which he had been approached in view of the civil defence stand-down. It was for a shorthand typist in a firm. It was a good job, but they wished to make it a permanent appointment and did not want anyone temporary. I thanked him but said I did not wish to work when you came home. He said he thought that was how I would feel and quite understood. Actually, I don't mind continuing work until you do come home. I may ask him if he can get me transferred to another job for that period. But I feel that we have both had enough of this jumbled sort of living and I have no intention of asking you to share the housework so that I can go out to work. No, thank you. Well, ducks, today is a happy day. We shall celebrate and then we shall start work again. We shall work to finish the Far East War. We must work to win the peace. And then perhaps this beastly thing called war will not shadow our lives again. Cheerio, sweetheart. Good luck. And remember that you are all in hearts today. All my love and kisses. On paper at present, Olga. Kisses. Letter 40, 8th of May 1945, V.E. Day. Good afternoon, sweetheart. It's happened at last. A few minutes ago, I heard the PM announce that our war is over. I say our, because as far as we are concerned, I think warfare itself is finished. Just a question of waiting here in Germany until I get demobbed. May that be soon, for day-to-day life in the wartime army is bad enough, but even so is far better than peacetime soldiering. It's been a long, long road, and whatever the future may hold, at least we'll have the advantage of facing it together. The peace is still too near for me to realise its significance. At the moment, I feel as though the official proclamation has tied the string and sealed the parcel, and all I want to do is take it home and enjoy its contents at our leisure. As always, when one job is finished, there's another one waiting. We've won the war, now forward to win the peace. If any gormless nitwit says to me that you can't stop wars because it's human nature, etc., well, I guess I'll start another one there and then. The lads are all busy building a bonfire for tonight's celebrations. Me? I don't feel much like festivities. Think I'll be in bed for ten and fall asleep planning our future. Yes, ducks, we reached Lubeck. There were several sticky places over the Elbe until we reached the big motor road which bypasses the town. The order came to cut off the town at all speed. We tore down that road, four tanks abreast, flat out. It was crazy tactics, but it paid... Before they knew what had happened, we were taking the Germans prisoner as they retreated out of the town. We were next on our way to Denmark when the standstill order was given a few days ago. Now we're waiting to take up our station in the area of occupation allotted to our unit. All my love, Cyril. Letter 55, Sunday the 13th of May 1945. Good evening, sweetheart. Sunday at 9.35pm. I'm sat at the table under the window looking out over the garden to another closing day. Another day that brings you nearer home. This time of the day, more than any other, sends thoughts and hearts sailing across land and sea to join loved ones far from home. I wonder are you two thinking it? Yesterday brought you number 39. Yes, Dux, it was a great day for you to hear of the German army's surrender in the north, but you had earned every bit of it. You have faced a powerful enemy and beaten him. Never can any German prattle about being stabbed in the back or anything else. 
They were beaten by men in arms superior to their own and signed documents to that effect lie in London, Moscow and Washington. I'm glad you had some decent wine to celebrate with. German, I guess. It must have been stronger than anything we had to celebrate with. I joined the Norfolk Road gang as arranged and though there was much drinking, no one seemed any worse for it. For myself, I had two ports and one sherry which would normally give me quite a twinkle but I may as well have drunk water. Of course, there was nothing extra in the way of rations, etc., to mark the celebrations, but people made the most of it. Dancing and singing in the streets went on to the early hours for two or three nights. It was good to see people so happy. There's been nothing much for people to be going about this last five years, but this week proved that they have not forgotten how to laugh and sing. Bonfires burned all over the city, and I suddenly realised that no kid under nine or ten can remember bonfires. Did they enjoy them? And the grown-ups too. People from whole districts gathered round them and found them a welcome relief from the coal ration. At 11.30 on victory night, we lit a beauty in the grounds at work and we set off incendiary bombs that had been formerly used for training purposes. They made excellent crackers. Now it's the 13th of May. Another three weeks should see you here. I can hardly wait for it now that I've got a date to work on. I shall be working until the end of June, when the whole business is finally finishing. So if you can concentrate, along with millions of others, on getting demobbed as soon as possible, it should just give me a nice few weeks to get turned round. And, incidentally, get used to one wage. It's time to say cheerio now, my darling, and roll on leave. Till then, sweetheart. Still on paper. All my love, Olga. Second letter on 8th of May 1945, V.E. Day. Letter continued. Olga, darling, we are billeted on various farms at the moment. One troop has a farm just down the road. The officer is living in the house, bed, bathroom and all modern conveniences. The family is that of a German professor who is a farmer by hobby. The house is a beautiful example of oak timbering and the contents must be worth thousands. Obviously, he had no quarrel with the Nazis. The lads are living in the barn and stables. That is the setting. The point of the story is that the officer tells his men to do nothing to agonise this family since they're good Germans. Of course, at the moment, all is confusion, when in a few weeks we settle down in permanent quarters and the civil authorities take over administration, then there will be order and uniformity. Well, darling, that's all for tonight. Sweet dreams until we meet again. Cyril. Letter 56, Tuesday 22nd of May, 1945. Good evening, my darling. I was on another convoy last Thursday night. I was just getting into my pyjamas at about 12.30 when I heard a car coming slowly up the road. I was sleeping in the front and had a feeling it was coming towards our home. I thought, all in a flash, this is either a convoy or Cyril has landed unexpected and this is a taxi. I peeped through the window, just in time to see the R mark under the headlamp. I looked longingly at my little bed, then told myself I'd had it. The convoy came in just before 6am. They were all sick and wounded prisoners of war. Many of them had been in camps in Germany for four and five years. I carried parcels, etc. for a number of them beside the stretchers, so I had chance for a few words with them. There was no sympathy for Germany there. 
There were two Sheffield boys among them, so we had the pleasure of taking good news to their homes before we went up to HQ for breakfast. I must dry up now, darling, for it's getting late again and it's work in the morning. Good night, sweetheart. I'll save my love and kisses for a few days later. Olga. Letter 41, 18th of May, 1945. Hello, darling. We've now taken up our quarters in the occupation area allotted to our unit. The censorship ban is also lifted regarding our whereabouts. We are in the town of Husum. It's on the coast, about 30 miles from Denmark. At the moment, I'm sat in the office of the cattle market on the outskirts of the town. We've taken over the room as a guard room. Outside runs the main road and as I sit here the floor vibrates to the tramp of marching feet and the air is filled with the strains of old German folk songs as regiment after regiment of the defeated Nazi army come strutting through on their way back from Denmark and Norway. Every day now for the past week they've been coming through, carrying their arms and equipment and still they come, unit by unit and company by company. Officers at the heart of each section, all marching along, still with plenty of bounce and arrogance. We're having a hell of a job, guarding camps, patrolling roads, visiting villages, collecting all the odd stragglers in the arms in our area, sorting out the French, Russians, Poles and other foreign workers, keeping order, preventing looting. We could do with a couple of thousand men instead of our 500. We've taken over a wireless station about half a mile from the beach. The Germans used it as a listening post for all the BBC broadcasts. We won't get the date of the June leave allocations for another two days, so until then I shan't know the exact date, but it should be the first or second when I arrive. My next letter giving you the date will be my last one before I arrive. It's been a long time, but it won't be so long as these next three weeks will appear to be. Firstly, our leave is now extended from seven days to eleven. Whoopee! And secondly, we can seal our own letters without the officers censoring them. You lucky thing you, getting a husband home all to yourself in less than a fortnight. All my love until that day, then you'll possibly have one or two kisses. Cyril. Letter 57, Friday the 25th of May, 1945. Evening, sweetheart. I'm just writing a few lines tonight, which I thought you might receive before you start for home. Wednesday brought you number 41 and the more or less definite news that you would be here on the first or second. No need to say how I'm waiting for that. Your letter was interesting, ducks, but I won't do much writing for I'm looking forward to talking all these things over when you are home, what with fraternisation in Germany and the coming general election, to say nothing of ourselves. I think we've enough to keep us going for the full 11 days. Yes, darling. The extension was a lovely surprise. I thought possibly an extra two days, but four is wonderful. I don't know how I shall feel next week, but already I feel there's a butterfly go around in my tummy. I still wish you could be home for Wednesday night, darling, but then you'd be going back sooner. I want my bread buttered both sides, don't I? My last letter, sweetheart, until I see you. So good luck and a pleasant journey. All my love, Olga. Letter 42, 26th of May, 1945. Good evening, darling. I should be home on the 6th of June, although don't start getting worried if I haven't got home by that date. 
as always these unexpected 24-hour delays due to storms, etc. I'll try and send a telegram or else ring mother as soon as I land. Our leave allocation is much lower than normal. We understand that commencing in July we get increased allotments which will enable us to get leave every three months, so in September you'll be saying, what, you here again? The photo I sent you was taken on VE day, although the branches were not part of our bonfire preparations. For that we dragged some damaged German lorries into a field, piled them up and they were just the base. The other stuff was piled on top. It's a good job it was a large field since the crazy guns never bothered to unload the ammunition from one of the lorries. As you will see, we're now getting organised. But in spite of everything, the main subject is frat, or as you know it, as fraternisation. I'll not start again on this tonight, but I guess you'll be hearing quite a lot on the subject of the post-war treatment of Germany when I come home. On June 6th, 1945, Cyril returned home on 11 days' leave before being sent back to the continent to resume his duties. He was then sent home temporarily again in August. Both visits were short-lived, and in early September 1945, he was once again sent back over. Although they hoped to spend their fifth wedding anniversary together for the first time, again, it was not to be. Letter 1, Sunday the 23rd of September... 1945. Good evening, darling. Four whole days now since I've seen or heard you, and it feels at the moment as though the bottom has dropped out of living. I was terribly upset when on Thursday last I arrived back from my x-ray ten minutes after you had rung. I knew nothing of the appointment until I got to work on Thursday morning, and it was then too late to do anything about it. So I just hoped you would be ringing Friday instead. At any rate, I did not expect you sailing quite so soon. On Wednesday night, I was having my bath just before going to bed. As you know, I'd had that awful sickly feeling all day. Well, just before I got into the bath, I vomited and felt rather better afterwards. Thursday, I just felt sick all day again, and then Friday morning, as soon as I had finished my breakfast, I vomited again. This, of course, left me feeling quite empty, so I just had time to make a cucumber sandwich for during the morning and then catch my bus. Yesterday I felt rotten and was in bed for 10pm, but felt better for it today, so I'm hoping that's the end of this sickly business. Only one more week to go before I start choosing the day for my health visit. I shall hardly dare to breathe this week in case it's all a dream. Just keep your fingers crossed, darling. That's the end of my news for now. I can't say I like getting back to writing letters. I suppose I've been rather spoiled this last two months. There's room enough here to tell you I love you. They're not enough to tell you how much. But I hardly need to tell you that, do I? <laughs> Good night, my darling. All my love, Olga. Letter 1, 23rd of September 1945. Hello, darling. Sorry I missed you on Thursday afternoon. I hoped for an opportunity on Friday but didn't get near a phone before we sailed. Although we went on board on Friday, we didn't sail until Saturday morning arriving in Ostend at lunchtime after a good crossing. I'm now stuck in the transit camp where I spent that week waiting to come home. However, I believe we moved tonight to Antwerp, where we get sorted according to our varied destinations. 
So many changes have occurred these last eight weeks that about half the chaps will be going to new locations. I understand that our unit are still in Husum, but it looks as though it'll take me about a week to get there. That's all for now, so I'll close with all my love and kisses, Cyril. P.S. I'm keeping my fingers crossed as well this week. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Letter 2 Thursday, the 27th of September, 1945. Evening, sweetheart. It's 10.15pm and I've been going to start this letter for the last hour, but I've just sat musing and dreaming over the day's happenings. This lunchtime I went to the welfare. A little early, perhaps, but I decided on Monday to go this week following a talk I had with a girl in the office who was having a baby and attended. I have had various reports on the welfare but I found they did everything in their power to make patients comfortable and at ease. Before you get into the treatment room, your whole history has been taken down, including, of course, all your recent symptoms, if any. And I was told that if I was found pregnant, that my baby would be born on May 12th, 1946. What a lovely time to have a baby, said the nurse. I then undressed, put on a robe and went into the treatment room, where they first of all take a blood test and then you were examined by the lady doctor. She said, yes, I think you've had it. But as I was under two months, she could not give me a certificate. For that, I must wait until my next visit one month hence. The lady doctor is only young and used to come in the sunshine regularly when I was there. After she had examined me, she asked me if she had seen me there. I said yes, but she had a good memory for I'd been left early five and a half years. She said she had also seen me boarding the bus at Abbeydale Hall when she was leaving there on Thursdays. She's very nice. So you see, darling, everything in that direction so far is going fine. All my love, Olga. Letter 4, 1st of October, 1945. Good evening, darling. In fact, it's almost good night, being 11 o'clock. 
I've just finished getting out the course for the economics class. All I have to do now is prepare each lesson. I have to prepare students for the university entrance exams next February, so the education officer has arranged a three-month course in all subjects. Your letter makes grand reading. We still can only wait and hope, but it's a relief to know and roll on 12th of May. Yes, ducks, all's well with our world. Well, darling, it's 11 o'clock again and time for sleep. I'll continue this tomorrow. Good night, sweetheart. Sweet dreams. 3rd of October, 45. Hello again, sweetheart. Today I took my first classes. Unfortunately, I must have done the job too well. Anyway, I got an extra subject wished on me. We've got an excellent little reference library in the education wing and already I'm finding the job of preparing material for classes is going to be very useful for when I'm doing my year's college training. The extra subject is geography, which will probably be the one I shall take on my teacher's course. What do you think of the demob plans? It looks like next March for us. I certainly don't like the idea of staying in the army all that long, but looking at it another way, it may be for the best. These training colleges commence in January, but it won't be until some months later before all are working. I therefore shall stand a much better chance of getting tuition in the Sheffield area in April than I would say in January. There's also another change. For convenience, I'm moving up to the main barracks, so my address from tomorrow will be HQ Squadron instead of A. It's time to say goodnight once again, as always, with my love and kisses, Cyril. Letter 4, 8th of October 1945 Good evening, darling. Today I received your number 4, and a few days ago I also had number 3, so we're keeping well up to date. Congratulations on your promotion, ducks. I didn't think that was coming off unless you came for that course in Wakefield, so I got quite a pleasant surprise. I suppose your first real curiosity is still about our little friend. Well, everything is okay and I'm just waiting for October 25th when I pay my next visit to Orchard Place. Then I should get my authority for the food office to issue me with coupons and ration book which entitles me to extra rations of certain goods. There will be lots for me to do so I think it will be best. And that of course brings me to the subject of your leave which was wonderful news for I had visions of not seeing you again until March and that didn't make me feel very chirpy. To think you may even be here for Christmas... It sounds too good to be true, almost like a dream. I think it would be advisable to get here a few days before Christmas, as there may be one or two others with the same idea. Well, darling, it's 10.30 and I've still some little jobs to do, so I'm going to say good night. Sweet dreams, and of course, all my love, Olga. Letter 8, 27th of October 1945 Evening, sweetheart. During the last four days, I've received your numbers seven and eight. I shall look out for the parcel of laundry. If it should take as long as the last one, you'll be a nice time to collect at Christmas. It is only just over eight weeks to Christmas, and as far as I'm concerned, it can't come too soon. I went to the welfare on Wednesday. I had to wait nearly an hour at the clinic, and was then only with the doctor for a few minutes. I got my certificate, which I took to the food office. I received my 60 baby coupons straight away and then the green ration book arrived by post today. Actually, the book will make little difference to my rations. 
As being vegetarian, it allows me to have further six ounces of cheese a week that I don't want. But when there is an egg allocation, about one per month, I shall get one on the green book as well as on my own. I shall also get one pint of milk per day. There, ducks. As it's nearly 11.30, I'm finishing for tonight and going to bed. I'll be with you again tomorrow. Till then, darling, as usual, all my love. Sweet dreams. Kiss. Letter 18, 12th of December 1945. Hello, ducks. I'm still waiting for the letter about leave. I felt sure it would be this morning, but no. Shall not seal this until morning, and then if there is any news, I can just comment briefly before posting. Cyril made it home for Christmas 1945, and on the 9th of January, he was gone once again. 10th of January 1946. Evening, my sweetheart. Just a few lines before I go to bed. I've had my cocoa and feel rather tired for I've had a busy day. I've kept thinking about you, wondering where you would be and what you might be doing. If you sailed according to plan, you will be well on your sea journey by now, and I hope you won't be long back at camp before you receive this letter. For if you feel anything like I do, this going away business gets worse each time and a letter does help. I'm sorry, ducks, I cried on you before you left last night. It was probably because I was feeling so rotten with cold that I was so sorry for myself. And besides, I did not like the idea of you having to travel knowing how you felt. I hope your tummy was feeling stronger when it came to the sea journey. Please do take care of yourself, darling. Well, ducks, there's no more news tonight and I'll get this posted in the morning. Of course there's the old news. I still love you. And when you go away, you leave a great big empty place that nothing else can fill. It's good night, sweetheart, and pleasant dreams. All my love, Olga. Letter 3, Sunday the 20th of January 1946. Hello, darling. I've received your number two giving me a new temporary address. I'm glad you made it okay in spite of your extended leave. How lovely to have a date when I can be almost sure that you are coming home for good. Though I guess in some ways these last few weeks will seem longer than the long spells you've spent overseas. Then there was no promise for the future, just vague hopes and a thankfulness as the days went by that all was well. Now when we know so much of what lies in the near future, there is an eagerness that for some stupid reason makes time drag. I'm signing off now, ducks. All my love now, Olga. Letter 10, Wednesday the 20th of February, 1946. Afternoon, sweetheart. I've just nicely arrived in after being a day at your mum's. I've done some shopping on my way, got in, put the gas poke in, filled the coal bucket, made a cup of tea, and now I've just over half an hour to catch the post, with this, my last letter to you in Germany, and in khaki. There's nothing needs a reply in your number 10, so I'll just nicely get this in the post and be sure of you getting it before you start your journey. So until I meet you as Mr Civvy, bon voyage and all my love, Olga. Cyril arrived home to Sheffield a few weeks later, in the March of 1946. That May, 
John was born, followed by Sue in 1948 and Peter in 1953. Cyril went on to become a teacher at a special school for boys. In 1957, the family moved just outside Reading where Cyril continued teaching and Olga became president of the local women's institute as well as a local councillor. Both Cyril and Olga kept a huge vegetable garden and hundreds of chickens. They sold eggs and honey. They never wished to be in a situation where they would have to be reliant on others for food, especially through the tough times to come. In 1972, at the age of 54, Olga died of cancer. Cyril lived until 91, passing away in 2014. They have eight grandchildren and seven great-grandchildren. They never spoke of their wartime experiences with their children, tying up over a thousand letters with ribbon, hidden but not forgotten for 60 years until both had died. It would only be then that the family begin to understand the significance of the six lost years of Cyril and Olga's war. Cyril's Notebook In a world few understand With a hard blue blazing sky On a frontier drawn in sand Is where men chose to die Where the dust from the far dunes fills the tracks And where the dawn rose red Where the drift of the shapeless hills Hide where the heroes tread There in the desert their bloodshed for lost desires, of fathers who died in the mud, mid poppies and broken spires. Letters of Love in World War II was written and produced by Anna Priestland, edited by Joel Porter and produced and directed by Sam Pearson. My name's Dr Fernadel and this is Not What You Thought You Knew, a brand new podcast series from History. In each episode, we're going to be exploring some unexpected historical characters, revealing not just their incredible stories, but also why they're so important for reassessing our interpretation of what the past looked like. Subscribe to Not What You Thought You Knew on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast or your favourite podcast app and search for History UK to find out more. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.